Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. Last week, we chatted about how not to hang on to your goals too tightly. And this week, we want to chat with you about how to set effective goals. And as always, if you are enjoying the show, we would be super grateful if you would leave a rating and a review for us because it helps other people find the show also. So let's dive in. Tara, kick us off. All right. So it is January and no discussion of the new year would be complete without talking about New Year's resolutions, which I hate the term New Year's resolutions. It has this like negative vibe for me, but I am a very big believer in goal setting. So let's dive in and talk about how to make them really effective. First things first, this is a slippery slope, in my opinion, because like we talked about in the last episode, we check in in all these different areas in our life, but we do have a tendency to kind of like nitpick it and look for all the negatives that we have. You know, like, oh, I need to have a goal in all of the 10 categories that we talked about. When in reality, like one or two goals is usually the way to go. Yeah. If you spread your focus too thin, you will never, ever get anything done. Ah, such an important point. This is something I've seen in my own life and also like a warning I give to so many of my clients when they're excited about making a change is they get really excited about doing all of these things and like Mm -hmm. creating like this huge new routine in their life that has a million things. And that does not last. (laughs) I see this every year at the gym in January. Of course, the gym gets really busy because everybody's in there trying to work on their fitness. And nobody ever goes like, hey, I'm going to go twice a week. Everybody goes, I'm going to go every day and I'm going to do an hour of weights and an hour of cardio and half an hour of yoga. And then I'm going to take a half hour to stretch and shower and do my hair and makeup. Pretty soon they're there for like four hours. And I don't know anyone who has that kind of time to devote to that. Those dreaded all or nothing approaches. It's the all or nothing. And I do think it's a little bit of a slippery slope to do this because we're awesome already. You don't actually need to change anything about who you are. You already got it going on. But I do very much vibe with the idea of working on like self-improvement and making yourself a little bit better. So here's what I recommend. We have process goals and product goals, which Maura did a really great job last time talking about the outcome-based goals. And I'm totally on board with what she said about not making that your focus, because once you get to the end point, then what do you do? Mm -hmm. Usually we fall right off the wagon, right? We go back to our old behaviors. So like Maura pointed out, I'm a huge fan of embracing the journey. That process goal is so much more effective and so much more important than focusing on the outcome. That said, let's give some examples, right? A process goal would be something like, let's go to the gym twice a week with like no end date. Let's go to the gym twice a week. You know, great process goal because no matter what your outcome goal is, you're probably going to achieve it if you do that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even recommend setting a product goal unless you have like a very specific need. Like, oh, I'm going to be in the NFL combine next month. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Obviously, yeah. there's an end date there and it's very important. Congrats to you, by the way. <laughs> you know, but for most of us, our goals should be to like live a healthy, happy life. Yeah. And you know, like taking committed action toward the things that we care about rather yes. than like meeting a thing. Meeting a short-term goal. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to like our values, like what's important to us. So focusing on the process is very, very, very much what I recommend. I also want to talk about SMART goals. So SMART is an acronym. I'm sure you guys both are familiar with this. You want it to be specific, measurable. I have heard like three different versions of A. So I hear a lot of versions of R. So what I usually go with is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time. Honestly, maybe I'm going to get mixed up with the R. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, realistic and attainable are like the same. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I say relevant, like it relevant. should be, yeah. you know, values driven. It should be values driven. Who cares if it yeah. doesn't vibe with your life? Why are we even talking about that? Right. So specific means you should have your goal be pretty specific. I always go back to in terms of fitness with this. If your goal is to live a healthy life, I personally love that goal, but it's a horrible goal because how do we measure that? How do we know if our life is healthy? You what know? does that mean? Right. Like, what does that even mean? So many different things to so many different people. (laughs) Right. And that's why I want you to like niche it down. Yeah, that reminds me in the last when I listed out those 10 categories, one Mm -hmm. of them is health because it's a category. It's not like a goal, right? Right. Like health isn't a goal. I'm healthy. I've made it. (laughs) Yeah. Like Like, what is important to you in health? So we want to be very specific with what our health is. How do you want to care for your body? Yeah. How do you want to care for it? You know, if counting macros is something that really appeals to you, By all means, knock yourself out. But for the most part, that's not going to vibe with 99% of the clients that I work with. Right. Who wants to count macros for the rest of their life? Not me. We want it to be measurable, too. So that's another problem with saying I want to live a healthy life. How do we measure that? Right. So I actually love having blood work done once a year. It doesn't have to be in January. Just to kind of see like what your blood work is looking like to make sure that you're on the right track. And it's incredibly measurable to do that. That's not something I do as a personal trainer, but I'm always referring my clients out to see that their insides are working as well as we think they are. Right. We also want it to be attainable. So setting a goal of working out five days a week, if you're like a new mom with a full-time job, is crazy. Make sure it fits in your life, not the other way around. We also want it to be relevant. Make sure it's important to your life. Um, Just because some influencer on TikTok says that you should do this thing, if that doesn't really vibe with who you are, don't do it. Your time is way too precious to be spending on things that aren't important to you. And of course, we should make it time bound. So a lot of our goals are just very open ended, like I want to live a healthy life, but we should set periodic checks to make sure that we're on the right track and that there is a point where we go, yes, we have made this, but because it's a process goal, not an outcome goal or product goal, we're just going to continue on the process. It's like hitting a one rep max. Awesome. We can now bench 315. We are officially badass. But what's our next goal? 405, right? There's always moving the goalpost. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have a question for you guys. What are two things you're taking with you into the new year and two things you're letting go of? Oh, what a question. <laughs> I feel like my my taking with and letting go are like 
flip like mirror image. They're like the same two sides of the same thing. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Something I've been really working on lately. Actually, it ties in well to like health and like how I maybe I'm clarifying my values around health and caring for my body. I've been really working on sleep hygiene. <laughs> Oh, I <laughs> love it. Yeah. The worst part is all the things that they say work, work. It's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so annoying when the basics actually work. Hate it. <laughs> so, like, going to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same time. So that's something I'm trying to take with me. And I am trying yeah. to leave, I guess, rigidity to some of those things where it's like, oh, no, like, it has to be exactly right. It has to be perfect 100% of the time it, where I'm, like, losing sight on, like, quantity and quality of sleep you know like <laughs> yeah so I guess that's something I'm taking and leaving I'm taking more effort to have more of me time mm-hmm. right now I just like work a lot which I love mm-hmm. and I'm busy a lot as a mom which I also love but I don't have any time for me and the introvert side of myself is like woman what are you doing mm-hmm. you need to be alone for like an hour a day <laughs> so I am attempting to add that into my life in the new year and how are you turning that into a smart goal yeah, so my plan is to force myself to take a lunch break every day mm-hmm. where I can like run home, eat Not something bad. yummy, and then be alone in the house by myself, which might be spent cleaning. It might be spent napping. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's your time. But it's me time. So that's how I'm planning that. Mm-hmm. I like that. And it will be very specific because it's lunch breaks. It is measurable because I will know if I leave the gym or not. It is attainable, kind of. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle, but I Maybe think I can do it. Tara, or three. Yes. Starting I did think about starting this like three times a week, so... Of course, it's relevant, and the time-boundness is obvious in that. Right. Well, that's how how we did it. What about you? What are you taking into the new year? I'm taking into the new year, how would I say it? I guess the sense of wanting and trying to orchestrate more calm or quiet in my life. Me too. We have very similar years this year. Yeah. It's just so easy to kind of always be busy or always feel like things are chaotic. Or in my case, to always have, I love to listen to podcasts and audiobooks. So I always have something going and I need quiet for my brain yeah yeah so i'm really trying to build a more consistent meditation practice and like maura said i'm working on promoting better sleep because the sleep challenges and perimenopause are real (laughs) meditating has been a part of my life but not consistently every day and i want to build like a daily practice so i've been working on that funny that we have very similar goals to share. I know. Who knew? I love yeah. it. One thing I was thinking too, Tara, as you were talking about attainability and you were talking about your own like oh, trying to get to three times a week, <laughs> you know, trying to take this time for yourself. I was thinking of like another tip for implementing these changes is like really trying to make very, very small changes. Yes. I'm thinking like for one percent. That one. Yes. yes. So yeah. important. How can we get a two minute thing? And I realized that with sleep, I do so much better when I have a sleep with a nighttime routine, but I'm terrible at at maintaining nighttime routines. And I realized if I just commit to washing my face at night, mm-hmm. I kind of tend to do all of the other stuff and I tend to go to sleep earlier. Yes. So I'm just starting with this, even though it might sound like unrelated, like wash your face at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. If I do that, I kind of find myself in bed around a time that I want to be in bed. So like trying to really break down these things into small things that you can Have you to. read The Power of Habit? 
I know that I am familiar with it, but I haven't read it. The basic like premise of that is that you need like a trigger for every action. Mm-hmm. So your like trigger for doing your whole nighttime routine is washing your face. And yeah. once we build that as the habit of washing the face, all the other things fall into place. Yeah, like linking. Yeah, uh, like linking everything. Yeah, the cue, yeah. the response, the mm-hmm. reward. Yeah. Exactly. I realized that with brushing my teeth twice a day, I 100% do it in the morning nighttime harder for me if i take a shower i always brush my teeth after i take a shower so i'm trying to take showers at night so i'm 100 <laughs> and not 75 80 90 percent 100 dentist i swear <laughs> and i bet you floss every night too oh my gosh floss every single night no i, I tell them because they will know right <laughs> oh you floss every day that's a lot of bleeding flossing just kidding <laughs> that feels relatable all right girls three key takeaways from this episode So here are my final tips for setting appropriate goals. First is keep it really simple. You can't focus on everything. So choose like one or two things. Any more than that, and you're going to get overwhelmed and not do it. I promise. Second tip would be choose process goals over outcome-based goals. The journey is part of the, the fun of it. So try to choose things that are going to change your behavior, but not focus on an outcome. And then lastly, avoid the all or none mentality. None of us are perfect all the time, at least not usually. So if you mess up one day, if you forget to take a lunch break or brush your teeth or whatever, it's fine. Just get back on it the next day. Nobody's perfect. I am practicing that as we speak because my goal for the week was to keep my iPad out of my bedroom at night. And I did an excellent job on Monday. (laughs) Yeah, on Monday. It's currently Friday and I'm just going to pick right back up tomorrow and try to try again. Yes, I love it. That's what we got to do. Otherwise, if we always messed up, we would never get anything done. Yeah. We just kept quitting, you know? Coming back, yeah. So guys, if you feel like you learned how to set some goals and you need maybe a little bit of help putting them into practice, I am always willing to chat or take on some new clients. So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Tara DeLeon Fitness or in the email in the show notes below. Awesome. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment and leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about Mora, you can find her at her website, moratani.com. If you want to connect with me, find me on Instagram at Tara DeLeon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at www.elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook.